And so I was reading about how like Jesus was born and people went to go visit him. And, and, and it's fascinating to me to, to see the response from people. He was born in the major and, and the first people that went to go visit Jesus was these men called the Magi or something. Basically wise men. Wise men that go and, 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 they, and they've been waiting for Jesus to come. They've been reading the signs. They know their scriptures. And they know the sign is here, the star. Meaning that there's an important figure about to be born. An important savior. And the Messiah is going to be born. So they head out and they travel and they go and find Jesus. They responded to go and find Jesus. And they found him. The other, there's only, there's only two responses, okay? This, is, this blew my mind when I was reading this. The other response was Herod, King Herod. He is a malicious king, as you will, um, about fame and popularity and power and riches. You know what his response is? His response is, I don't want, I don't want this Jesus. I don't want this Jesus to come because he's going to threaten my lifestyle. King Herod was so obsessed with his kingdom and his lifestyle that he goes, I don't want this Jesus to come in because I know he's going to threaten my lifestyle. He's going to threaten my kingdom. He's gonna, he's gonna, I'm going to have to share my throne with him. I don't want that. I want to eliminate Jesus. See what he does? He makes a decree saying, kill all the kids two years and under. Kills them all. Little boys, gone, wiped out, causing destruction. Isn't it fascinating that today, 2,000-ish years later, those are the very two responses that people respond to Jesus today. It's either you want to know him and you will search for him and seek him. Or two, you want to eliminate, from, eliminate him from your life and ignore him. It's fascinating the very two responses on the first day that Jesus was born is the very same response that people respond to him today. Reject or receive. That's it. There's only two responses. And, and the thing about Herod, like I said, he didn't want... Jesus to come in because he knew that Jesus was going to threaten his lifestyle. Threaten his throne. Threaten his kingdom. Threaten his life. And so he rejected Jesus. He tried to eliminate him. But obviously he didn't get eliminated. Jesus' story continued. And he becomes the savior of the world. Christmas Day we celebrate Jesus' birth. But are you really rejecting him? Are you ignoring him? Are you trying to eliminate the truth from your life? Because you think he's going to threaten your lifestyle? Or are you seeking him, going after him, looking for him? There's only two responses. One response leads to finding him, knowing him. The other response leads to destruction. He kills babies. Probably the worst sin ever. Just mass murder children under two, two, two years and under. Destruction. Herod didn't want Jesus to threaten his lifestyle. And some of us today don't want Jesus in our life because we're worried that he's going to threaten our lifestyle. He's going to threaten the kingdom that you've developed. Your popularity, your fame, your money, your crown. We don't want Jesus sometimes because we think he's going to jeopardize everything that I've built. He's going to jeopardize my popularity. He's going to jeopardize my money situation. I, mean, I can't do this. I can't do that. Jesus is not here to threaten your kingdom. He's here to expand your horizon. To make you realize that that kingdom that you think is so important is a little piece of sand in, in a big world. Like it's time to expand your horizon. I'm not here to threaten you. I'm not here to threaten what you have going. I'm here to make you realize there's more. There's more to life. There's more. There's more to life. And, I'm, and today I'm talking about the gift. 
The gift that God gave on Christmas Day, which many of us think, it, what, what kind of gift is that? Well, I don't, why would I even want Jesus? You look at all of the religious nuts out there. Why would I want that? You look at people who were Christians that have harmed you, have said things to you, and they call themselves Christians, and you think, I don't want any of that. So I want to I wanna, I wanna unravel God's heart and his heart behind the gift so that you're not receiving Christianity from a stance of the church, the pulpit, or Christianity from your parents or your, your wild uncle or aunt or your friends that have betrayed you or your friends that call themselves Christians and they're doing crazy things. From the source, the heart of God, that's where you go to. The thing about Christianity, once you get it, you're going to realize, why didn't I do this sooner? You hear a lot of people who fall in love with the Lord say things like that. Why didn't I get it sooner? I wish I got it sooner. Or they say things like, I, I, I just can't believe I used to live that way. I can't believe I used to live that way. I used to live in that kingdom. I used to build myself up, wear that crown. I cannot believe I used to do that. It's not, it's not you got to cut this out in your life. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's, I don't want anything to do with that kingdom anymore. I don't want that grain of sand anymore. I'd rather go play on the beach. God's here to broaden your horizon for an abundant life. That's it. He's not here to threaten your kingdom, to threaten your lifestyle, to threaten who you are. So Ephesians 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desire and thoughts like the rest. We were nature's objects of wrath. Whoa. That's not a positive vibe at all, saying that you were dead. Objects of wrath. By nature, you were born with a dead soul. Flat out. From your forefathers, from Adam, once he broke the perfection, you're born into sin. That's who you, who you are. That's, that's, your, your soul is dead. And so many times we don't want this gift because we don't know what we're missing out on. You see? You're fine. You're okay. You can live with a dead soul. It's possible. We, we don't know what it's like to be alive because we never was alive to begin with. You see what I'm saying? So it's one of those gifts that you receive and you take. And then later on in the road, you go, oh my gosh, wow, I was dead. I was so dead. Many people don't want to waste their time on Jesus because they think it's just a waste of time. They're okay. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm not struggling. I'm happy. I'm doing my thing. Many don't think they need Jesus because they don't know what it's like to be alive to begin with. We, and many times when we talk about Jesus... It's like we use the, the verbiage like, there's a void in my heart. Yeah? You've heard people say that. There's a void that Jesus needs to fill. I want to propose that it's not the void you're trying to fill. It's your dead soul you're trying to revive. Your soul is dead and you're trying to revive it with everything you can in this earth. You try to revive your soul, to feel, to be entertained, to be happy. You're trying to revive your soul, to come alive on your own strength. And, and where is it leading you? Think about it. Where is it leading you? Those drugs, those chicks. Like, what, are you happy? Are you satisfied? Ask yourself that question. Like, is it, where is it leading you? Where is that going to lead you? You know where that's going to lead you. It's destruction. If you respond to Jesus as in, I don't want him, or they eliminate from my life because I'm too concerned about my kingdom, about my lifestyle, 
you're gonna end up walking into destruction and destroying a lot of people around you, just like King Herod did that day. That's just the truth. That's just obvious. You know where the drug addicts are, the alcoholics. You know where they are. Many don't want to waste their time in Jesus because they're okay with that. They're okay with running down that road or trying to revive their soul with everything they can grab. And it's just not working. You know that. You've seen it. It's not working. Let's move on. Verse 4. But because of God's great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace you have been saved. Oh my word. It is because his great love that he is not okay with your dead soul. It is because of God's love and his mercy and his grace that he was not okay with you being born without a soul that is alive. He didn't create you to do this. He didn't create you to run after things that is destruction. He didn't create you for that. And he's going, I am not okay with you just being okay. I am not okay with you living a life that's just okay and getting by. I am not okay with that. Because of my love for you, I know you're better. I know you can do better. You're born to shine. I've created you to have an abundant life. Not to go waste it away on trying to revive your soul with things that lead to destruction. You're better than that. And I love, I love how it says, even when we were dead. Even when we were, we were dead and transgressing. You know what that, that means? He knows what you need before you even need it. He knows that your soul needs to be revived before you even ask for it. Before you even realize that your soul is dead, he's already given you a chance to be revived. Without even asking for it. Because how can you ask for it? You don't know what it's like to be alive. You were born dead. You were born with a dead soul. What? And he already made a plan for when you do realize it. That there's a way. That there's a gift. And it's waiting. Before you even ask for that gift, it's waiting for you. Which is crazy. It's out of love. And people say, I don't like Christianity because it's an organized religion. Oh my word. It's an organized religion instilling fear so that society can live perfectly. Like, no, it's not. Like, Christianity, you can call it organized religion. In some places it is. But from God's heart, it's out of love and it's out of mercy that he's not okay with you just being okay. He's not okay with you just with your dead soul and you trying to revive it with all these different things. He's not okay with that. It's not just a religion. It's not just an organized religion, you guys. It's love. It's a father's heart going, no, my, my son is better than that. I want him to come alive. Organized religion, please. Amen? Yeah. Verse 6, let's continue. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming age he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kingdom. To us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. This is a gift from God. Not by works. So that no one can boast. For we are God's worksmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is a gift from God it says. A gift from God. In the beginning of the passage I just read. It's talking about a position. It says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. He says that we're already at the position of heavenly realms with Christ. And at the end of it, it's talking about purpose. So that you can fulfill the good works I have planned for you. Sometimes when people give you a position, if you're a manager or a boss or something or a youth pastor, 
you know what your position is and you want to live up to it because what an honor that is. And so therefore, you get rid of things that are, are, are destructive to that position. Like if you're the regional manager for something or the GM and they, they gave you that, that title, that position, you're not going to want to show up late anymore. You're going to want to go early. You want to look nice. You want to be prepared for that job. And so you, you would get rid of all the bad habits, like waking up late, showing up to work with no shirt on. It, it comes naturally, the position, and it's so cool that Jesus doesn't say, okay, you need, to, you need to cut out everything that you're doing, and then I'll raise you up to this position. He goes, I've risen you up to this position. And from that position, he's going to plummet you into your purpose. He will plummet you into your purpose. We are born with desire to want to be purposeful, to do something with our lives. When you, when you realize, it's not, and it's not working up to it, which is, which is so crazy. It's just knowing who you are. It's knowing the high standard that, that God looks at you as, the high standard, the position that God has appointed you in heavenly realms. From there, that will plummet you into your purpose that he has already prepared in advance for us. This is a, a huge gift, bigger than just accepting Jesus and then being, been behaving and, and religion and being nice. Like, no. Like, this is way bigger than that. When people say, I don't want Christianity because it's religion and it's whatever, whatever. They're saying, you don't want Jesus because he's going to destroy your kingdom. He's going to come and mess everything up in your life. You don't want Jesus. Trust me. He's going he's gonna to want to take the crown. He's gonna wanna, you're going to want to have to share the, the throne with him. And Jesus is going, wait, no. Like, I'm, 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 I'm just making it bigger for you. Your grain of sand that you hold on so dearly, like there's an ocean over here. Like I want to broaden your horizon. I want to give you life and life abundant, he says. Life abundant. And it's crazy. It's only when we taste, it says in scripture, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. There are so many Christians and they've never tasted to see that the Lord is good for themselves. Jesus is going, I have this huge gift for you. This package, I have it for you. It's so awesome. And they're going, ooh, okay. Yes, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian now. And I'm going to sit over here in church. And I have the gift. I have the gift. And he's going, no, you need to actually open it. You need to actually open the gift and live it. And allow it to just go in your life. No wonder so many people say Christianity is boring. It's fake. It's, uh, it's just religion. It's because they got the gift and they've never opened it. They got the gift, and it's shiny, and they're walking around with it, and it's like, open the gift. Open the gift. Taste and see that the Lord is good for yourself. It's not about coming to church, praying before you eat. It's not about that. It's not about religion that keeps you from drugs or from, from sex or from bad movies. It's way bigger than that, you guys. And I want you guys to realize that this gift it's just, it's, just sitting, it's just sitting here and waiting. And God's going, you're so loved. Do you understand how loved you are? Like, do you really understand how loved you are? Like, seriously. Like, you're going out and you're, you're, you're trying to revive yourself with things that are destructive. And then you run away from me because you think I'm mad at you? Like, no. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I want you to come home. I want you to accept this gift that brings life and life abundant. It's better. It's good. This is why I designed you. To have life abundant with me. Stop trying to revive yourself. 
trying to behave, trying to fit the mold, and just accept the fact that I've already put you at the highest standard of the heavenly realms. The highest standard. You are, you're already at that position of perfection. Trust me. Have faith in me. It's because of my love for you. It's because of my mercy, my grace. I hold you up at that high standard next to Jesus Christ. And you walk with me, I'm going to plummet you into your purpose. And then you're going to realize, wow, this is way bigger than religion. This is bigger than church. And then you're going to come to a realization that, wow, I, I wish I'd done this sooner. I wish I took this seriously sooner because it is so fun even and good. But don't wait, you guys. The longer you wait, the, the more destruction is going to happen. Today, just like how any day, there is two responses that you're giving to Jesus. Two. You're either going to seek Him and find Him, or you're going to ignore Him and want to eliminate Him from your life and continue the route of destruction. I hope to God you guys find Him. Grab this gift, open it, and seek His heart. Because that life is so much greater, so much greater abundance. 